This is Sharing the Victory, the weekly national radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. On tap today, Rutgers head football coach Greg Schiano. I look at our role as coaches is to take these guys from being young men to, you know, when they leave here and graduate, to being grown men. Washington Huskies head basketball coach Lorenzo Romar. I realized, according to what the Bible said, that God knew my best wouldn't be good enough, but he loved me so much, he made a way for me to have a relationship with him. And former NFL quarterback Frank Wright. And I always felt like as a Christian athlete, that a Christian athlete should be the most motivated person on the field. Not necessarily to try to show that they're the best in the world, but to show that they're the best for the world. We thank you for joining us today on Sharing the Victory. And now here's the host of the program, communicator, author, and former college football coach, Ron Brown. Thanks for being with us today. It was October the 18th when Rutgers beat then number two South Florida. And God created an opportunity the next day after the game for me to interview Rutgers head football coach Greg Schiano after that tremendous upset. I hope you enjoy this interview with Greg Schiano, the Rutgers head football coach. Coach Schiano, welcome to the show and congratulations. Oh, thanks for having me, Ron. I appreciate it. Coach Yano, I'd have to say that I watch you very carefully on the sideline, and there was a key moment in the game uh, last night where the South Florida quarterback spun out of contain and, and swept around the left side after he dropped back for a pass, left side of, uh, of the offense, and then scooted into the end zone of the nice run. And uh, one of your guys on the defensive front uh, lost containment on that particular play. And I was just watching your reaction. You know what I saw? I didn't see you just chewing him up one side and down the other. I saw you coaching and teaching him right on the spot on the sideline there. Could you tell us a little bit about your coaching philosophy? Because uh, you know what? We don't see that all the time. Well, you know, I think as coaches, that's what we are. We're teachers. And we're awfully demanding of these guys in practice and going to class and doing all those things. But as I say to our coaches all the time, I've never met a player who's tried to screw it up out there. You know, there's a lot of pressure you get. And the last thing I think a player needs is a coach uh, ripping them during a football game. If, if we're, if we're going to get on them, we're going to get on them in practice. And I look at our role as coaches is to take these guys from being young men to, you know, when they leave here and graduate to being grown men. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our philosophy is it's a family around here. And, I, you know, family is, is, is love and a family is sacrifice. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's what we have cooking here, which makes it really a lot of fun to come here every day. Hmm. Well, Greg, I had the opportunity to coach for Tom Osborne, and Tom told me on numerous times that, you know, I really want to coach this team biblically. I, I, want, this, I want these young men to see the whole value of who they are. And I, and I wonder about you, your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that where all of this comes from? Is that, is that was the outflow for the Rutgers football team from your faith in Christ? Well, without a doubt. Oh, I guess 1997, I came to know Christ, and I think that was the, the turning point in everything in, in mm. my life here and, and certainly my life in eternity. But uh, mm. it changed the way I went about being a coach. You know, I, I think a different responsibility comes with that. You know, I used to, as a young coach, I saw so many of the head games and the antics to try to pit players against one another, and, you know, all with the with the ultimate goal of being winners, but, uh, you know, I think there's a better way to do it, and, and I, I really feel better about myself coaching that way. And you mentioned Coach Osborne. I, growing up in coaching, I've, I've tried to study the guys that I really felt did things the right way, and uh, I worked for Coach Paterno, and I read a lot about Coach Osborne, and, you know, one of the things that, that he said that stuck out to me is, 
in these busy times in the season and in recruiting, you know, he had a line that said, I'm too busy not to pray. Hmm. And that, that always strikes me because I, sometimes I get off track and go, go a day or two without getting in the Word. And, you know, you find yourself coaching differently, living differently. And I think that daily connection, that, that minute connection every day, hmm. you know, being in, in contact is the key to, to being the kind of person and coach I want to be. Hmm. We're talking with Rutgers head football coach Greg Ciano, fresh off of last night's victory over number two ranked South Florida. You know, Greg, you've you've gone through a lot of adversity in, in trying to rebuild the program in those early years, but you've kind of hit some stride, particularly last year, a phenomenal season. And and then, of course, last night, the big one over, over South Florida, and you're on national television a lot now, and Rutgers is really on the map as a football program. Yeah, we know how you've handled adversity with the Word of God, but how do you handle prosperity? Prosperity may be harder to deal with than adversity. You know, mm-hmm. adversity, you don't have any other distractions other than your own adversity, your own pain. Uh, as, as you become better and you win more games, uh, there's more demands on your time, and there's more people that all of a sudden think you're the greatest. And uh, if you're not careful, you may start believing that. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not about us, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, I think people confuse what humble is. Humble isn't putting yourself down. Humble is just realizing where the source is. It's not you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can if you can remember where the source is, to me, then uh, you know you're not you're not going to take credit for things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just consider us incredibly blessed that uh, this has been His will so far, and that this program is blessed. I, I believe that. And you know, in coming here, I, I made that very clear that um, part of taking this job is God was going to be part of our program. And if if that wasn't okay, then then I couldn't take the job. And I think it took some brave people uh, here at Rutgers to say that was that was okay. Wow, that's great. That's great to hear, and that's a great piece of wisdom, Greg. Final question for you: you You've known Christ for ten years now, and there's young coaches that are listening right now out there who are trying to figure out who they are and where they want to go. Uh, what would you tell them in the, that you've learned in the last ten years of your relationship with Jesus Christ that they, even that young coach who's trying to figure out himself, can hang his hat on? Well, you know, all I can tell them is my experiences, and you know, I can remember uh, 1994 going 12 and 0, winning the Rose Bowl. And I believe it's the year that you guys won the national championship. That's right. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, you know, all my, all my life wanting to be undefeated and, and perfection in a season, and waking up that that next morning in in the hotel, you know, having a headache, still have to get up and shave and and, and get to the team bus to get to the plane, and you know, we had done it, and uh, it wasn't wasn't what I thought it was going to be, mm. and I think that started a kind of a chain of events in my life where. Uh, you know, we got to make sure as, as coaches and as, as just people that, you know, we're climbing that ladder. we got to make sure that that ladder's up against the right house. Hmm. And uh, I'm very, very confident that my ladder is now up against the right house, but it wasn't. I can tell you that. Well, Greg, you're still a pretty young coach, but you got a lot of wisdom. And it seems like uh, your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ has, has outflowed uh, some great things, not only to say in this interview, but what you're doing with those young men. And I appreciate that. And we want to congratulate you not only on that great victory against South Florida last night, but uh, on how God has used you at Rutgers to, uh, to, to bring a different approach, a godly approach to a football team uh, that has researched as a result of uh, God using you in that, in that powerful way. So thank you for that, and thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate it. God bless you. That's been Greg Ciano, the head football coach at Rutgers University, today with us on Sharing the Victory.
Next up, the University of Washington's head basketball coach, Lorenzo Roma, tells us how God's Word transformed his life. I read that God came down to this earth himself in the person of Jesus Christ and lived without sin and died on the cross for me. We're just warming up. There's still lots ahead on Sharing the Victory. How many of us have ever been one yard short of a victory of some kind? Les Steckel, the president of FCA, has written One Yard Short, turning your defeats into victories about important life lessons learned from his 32 years as a coach. You'll want to be sure to get a copy of One Yard Short for all the sports fans in your life. It's available for only $15.99 at 1-800-386-0941 or go online at fcagear.com. We're glad you're listening to Sharing the Victory's weekly radio program. And we invite you to subscribe to FCA's outstanding monthly magazine, also called Sharing the Victory. In Sharing the Victory magazine, you'll find 40 pages of in-depth articles on more Christian athletes and coaches and student athletes than we can ever fit into one of our programs. To order Sharing the Victory magazine, call 1-800-386-0941 or go to www.fca.org. Thanks for tuning back in to Sharing the Victory. I'm Ron Brown, your host. FCA Across America features Lorenzo Roma, the University of Washington head basketball coach. He had a solid career in the NBA and spent several years as a player and a coach with Athletes in Action. Now he's a successful head coach at the University of Washington. Lorenzo spoke earlier this year at the FCA Final Four Luncheon in Atlanta. We pick it up with Lorenzo describing how he came to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. My wife and I got married in 1983, and one of the gifts we received was a Bible, a giant Bible, one of the biggest Bibles I've ever seen. We brought it home and just kind of set it in the corner. It was like furniture. You could sit on it. It was a big Bible. And I'm just thinking, see, I started to go to church every Sunday. I started to put money in the basket, trying to get more points with God, trying to impress God with more points, trying to go every Sunday, and now I just... My questions aren't answered. How do I have a relationship with the Lord? How does that happen? How do I go to heaven? And I went over and picked that Bible up because I believe the Bible was God's word. What does the Bible say? And I started flipping through the pages. And three or four hours later, I was still flipping. I couldn't put it down. The stories that I had saw on television or had heard about, you know, with the Ten Commandments and the Easter stories, all that stuff, I was reading this and it, This really happened. Wow. As I was reading, I read basically in my own words, no matter how many points I tried to accumulate with God, no matter how good I tried to be, I would never reach the standard that God had for me. There was nothing I could do on my own to get close to God. And at that point, I got discouraged. If my best wasn't good enough, what else was there? And it's very interesting, as I've gotten older, I've run into so many people that say, I'm good enough, I'll get in. I do, I'm fine. I'm just as good as the next person. There are a lot of hypocrites in the church, you know, they go to church all the time, and they're not as good as I am. I do this, I give money. I realized, for me, that was not what gave you, gave you a relationship with the Lord. I came to the good part and realized what did. I realized, according to what the Bible said, that God 
knew my best wouldn't be good enough. But he loved me so much, he made a way for me to have a relationship with him. I read that God came down to this earth himself in the person of Jesus Christ and lived without sin and died on the cross for me. I read that I was supposed to be punished for the wrong that I had done in my life. The Bible calls it sin, doing what I want to do and not what God wants me to do. I read I was supposed to be punished for that, but Jesus loved me so much, he said, don't punish Lorenzo, punish me. I'll take the blame. I read that when Jesus hung up on the cross, he let all that happen just so that I could have a relationship with God, the Father. I never met Jesus. I never asked him to do that. But he loved me enough to give me that choice. I read that three days later after he died, he rose from the dead to show that he did have power over death and that he would be alive forever to have a relationship with me. September 10th, 1983, my wife and I both made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And at that point, we were so excited. There was not an earthquake. There was not a big storm or thunder. But we changed. We couldn't wait to read the Bible. Talking to you about Jesus right now, I couldn't. It would seem weird if I was talking about Jesus in front of people. That was a private thing. Kind of spooky a little bit. But it changed right away. We wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. That was University of Washington basketball coach Lorenzo Romar earlier this year at the FCA Final Four luncheon. Maybe you need to make a decision to follow Christ just like Lorenzo did. If you want more information on how you can know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, go to morethanwinning.org. When we come back, we're going to talk about comebacks on the field from one of the greatest comeback quarterbacks in NFL history. Hi, this is Frank Reich, former NFL quarterback, member of the Buffalo Bills, the greatest comeback in NFL history. And you're listening to Sharing the Victory. Here's FCA President Les Steckel. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes is pleased to provide these national Sharing the Victory radio broadcasts each week on this station. We hope you like hearing outstanding Christian athletes and coaches like Tony Dungy, Sean Alexander, Jake Peavy, and John Wooden share their personal relationships with Jesus Christ. Since 1954, FCA has had the vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ by the influence of athletes and coaches. These radio programs are the newest piece of that vision. Their continuance and growth of sharing the victory is dependent on donations from ministry friends such as you. If these programs are ministering to you, would you be kind enough to let us know and help us with your tax-deductible donations? You may contact us during weekdays at Sharing the Victory by calling 866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031. Thank you very much. My guest today is Frank Reich. Frank Reich, that's a name I know you remember. Those of you who remember the 1993 playoff game with the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Oilers and Frank Reich, the backup quarterback for the Bills, delivered a 35-3 run in the second half to beat Houston in the playoffs and lead Buffalo to the Super Bowl that year. Frank, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. 
Ron, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on the show. And although I, I was encouraged, you were right that they did remember the Super Bowl because I did uh, get to play in both the greatest comeback in, in NFL history, but then also played in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys, where we lost fifty-two to seventeen, and and that was the second worst defeat in Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. In one month, I went from uh, the best game to the worst game. And that's what, you know, I guess that's uh, one reason why we're talking today. Amen. That's right. And, and you know, Frank, what's interesting is uh, Joe Montana gets a lot of credit for being the comeback kid, but really, maybe we should call you that because when you were a quarterback at the University of Maryland against the University of Miami, you led the greatest comeback in the history of college football at that time. On a 42-9 to deficit, you came back and beat a, a powerful Miami team. So you're used to come back some way, somehow. There's something about Frank Reich that you don't ever want to say die to. Well, I, I appreciate that, but I can tell you one of the things, I was on the good teams uh, that were able to do that, and then with good coaches and good leadership. And, you know, what's really neat, Ron, is I look back on those times, those comeback games, and the Super Bowl losses, um, and, and the bad times, too, so to speak. Um, but I really think about the, the lessons that you learn through those things. You know, hmm. on how do you come back when, when it seems impossible to overcome something, whether it's the score on a football field, um, which is minuscule compared to the, the problems and the challenges that we face in life. Hey, you can't do it all at once. It just takes a one play at a time mentality. Mm. And uh, you know, and I so I look back to those games. I look back to sports, and I and I see how God, through ordinary means of of sports and athletics, has taught me some real valuable life lessons that that have carried over in everything that I do. You know, I believe sports is a modern-day parable today, Frank, for the gospel. And when you think about comeback, those of us who know Jesus Christ, like you and I, in a sense, were comeback kids because we were heading for the fires of hell. I mean, we were counted out. And Jesus Christ, God the Son, paid an enormous price for your life and my life and got us in a completely different direction. And now we'll spend eternity with him in heaven forever when we die. Now that, Frank, is a great comeback. Why don't you tell us how that comeback has affected your life as a Christian through football and all the other kinds of things that you're doing? Well, it's been foundational, and you're exactly right, because in my relationship with God, that you know, I was nowhere. I mean, I was I was totally inept. I mean, I, I couldn't do anything in, in any sense of the manner that would make my relationship right with God because of I'd sinned against Him. And but it was only through Christ and uh, that He paid the penalty for my sin. You know, I remember when I was younger, I just somehow had this mentality that it was, you know, that I was just going to make it on my own, and that somehow God graded on a curve. And that, you know, I wasn't the best guy in the world, but I'd probably pass if God was handing out scorecards. And maybe I'd get a C-minus and I'd get in. But when I realized that the message of the Bible is that God actually requires a score of 100% to get into heaven. And um, that makes us all face the reality of that we, we can't do that. But that, that's what Christ did. He lived a perfect life. And, and the great news is God is so loving and gracious that even though we don't deserve it, that all who would call upon the name of Jesus and all who would believe in him by faith get his scorecard, get his righteousness, his righteous life, and that is good news. And, and it's affected everything I do since then. We're talking to Frank Reich, the former quarterback in the National Football League, a great comeback quarterback, if you remember the Bills' victory over the Houston Oilers back in the playoffs in the early 90s. Frank, you are, have been talking about God's amazing grace. Tell us, 
What does that do for you on a daily basis? I mean, it seems like we have to come to Christ, not for our salvation every day, but for our continued intimate fellowship with him. How do you do that? What, what, what processes do you do to stay connected to the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? God's grace to us in Jesus Christ is, is motivating. Even though mm. I can't earn my way to heaven, that doesn't mean that I, that I don't try to be a good person. It doesn't mean I don't love and serve other people. It doesn't mean that I don't lay my life down for other people. In fact, it's just the opposite. Mm-hmm. The very truth of the gospel is, is because I can't earn it that I'm more motivated. And I always felt like as a Christian athlete that a Christian athlete should be the most motivated person on the field. Mm. Um, not necessarily to try to show that they're the best in the world, but to show that they're the best for the world. And and, and, and there's a big difference there. It, wanting to win is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with winning. Winning is not evil. But if that's our only motivation, then then I think we get it backwards. Where, But when we realize that God has given us the gifts and abilities that we have and he's given us the opportunity, it's then we're motivated and it's our responsibility to use every day, every play, to, to, you know, and play to our fullest extent. And so it doesn't matter what the score is or whether we're ahead by a lot or down by a lot, that every play we're motivated because we're, it comes from a grateful heart because of what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Continue to press on toward that goal of living out my faith in Christ no well, matter what I'm doing. Frank, that is so well said. Thank you for all of the giftedness that you've allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to use through you. We just uh, thank you for being on our show today. Ron, thank you, and, and thanks for what you're doing. And I, if the Lord brings it to mind, I'll pray for your leadership and the show that you're doing here. I'm, I'm a big believer in, uh, in this kind of a radio ministry and, and to have something that's a, a national show for FCA. I'm, I'm excited to hear that that's a move you guys have made, and we'll certainly pray uh, for wisdom and strength as you press on in that ministry. That was Frank Reich with Where Are They Now? The former great Buffalo Bills quarterback, the comeback kid. You can find out more about our program at sharingthevictory.com. Just click on radio. You'll find archives of the show to listen anytime. You can also subscribe to receive the free weekly podcast. Again, that's sharingthevictory.com. Next up, we'll hear some words of wisdom from veteran NFL coach and current FCA president, Les Steckler. You're listening to Sharing the Victory, the national weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Just in time for Christmas, the new FCA Gift Bible. This Holman Christian Standard Bible translation is very inspiring to read and makes a great Christmas gift. It comes in a handsome duotone leather binding that is gently embossed with the FCA logo. The FCA Gift Bible is available for $24.95 by calling 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031 or online at fca.org. Next weekend on Sharing the Victory, Chris Kelsey, the outstanding Buffalo Bills defensive end, talks about what life was like before coming to Christ. I've gotten the recognition, I've made the money, but there's still an emptiness in my heart. There's still something that wasn't being filled. We'll also hear from the University of Washington's head basketball coach, Lorenzo Roma. I understood that even though it appeared that I was failing on the outside, God had things in total control. And we'll catch up with former coach and current TV analyst, Mike Godfrey. That's next on Sharing the Victory. It sure is good to be back with you. I'm Ron Brown, your host. Time now for Coach's Corner with FCA President Les Steckel. 
As a backup to Jim Kelly, who became a Hall of Fame quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, a gentleman by the name of Frank Reich, I'm sure, often dreamed of getting his chance to be the starter for his team. When he did get that chance, after an unfortunate injury to Jim Kelly, Frank Reich was suddenly thrown into an NFL playoff game with his team facing a huge score to overcome. But Frank was prepared and led his Buffalo team to the greatest come-from-behind victory in NFL playoff history. If I could x-ray your heart and soul today, what dream would I find there? Would it be something like owning your own business or making a million-dollar salary or living in an oceanfront home? There's nothing wrong with heartfelt desire as long as we realize that only God can quench our greatest thirst and fill our deepest hunger. What about God's dream for you? I know people who are afraid to find out what God wants because they assume it will involve some missionary work deep in Africa. But here's the terrific part. It is God who begins with the dream and then creates and builds you to fulfill that dream. Whatever it is that he wants for you, you can be certain that it will bring you joy like nothing else could. I'm a living testimony of that fact. As I've followed the path of learning God's plan for me, life has become more meaningful and given me great purpose. God's dream for any of us is this, to come to know him personally so that he can show us exactly his plans for us to serve him. One of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Imagine a great big blueprint laid out on God's drafting table. It's the blueprint for your life, and he has created it with the same perfection that he used when he made the mountains and the galaxies. This plan shows every stage of your life, from school to family to career to service. And as his word promises, they are always plans for your good. Following God's master plan for your life will be the greatest adventure you could ever experience. Why not spend some extra time in prayer today asking him to help you make sure you're moving in the right direction? Begin by following your dream because it's the leading indicator of exactly how God designed you. But as you follow it, be on the lookout for that place where your dream merges with his plans. That, my friend, is the most important landmark of your life. God bless you, and may your dreams come true. There's a ton more to talk about next weekend because we got Chris Kelsey, the defensive end for the Buffalo Bills on board. It's going to be more from Lorenzo Romar, the Washington basketball coach. And we're going to catch up with former college football coach and current TV analyst Mike Godfrey. I sure am looking forward to getting together with you again next weekend. Remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way and man's way. Which will you choose? Have a great week. We welcome your questions or comments about sharing the victory. Our phone number is 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-788-5031. Our address is 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. Again, that's 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. You can also listen online by going to our website, sharingthevictory.com. When you are there, click on radio and you can also subscribe to our free weekly podcast. Thanks for listening and make a point to join us every weekend at the same time for Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.